part two of our conversation with designated drinker and founder of Vec Drinks, Alex Doman. So if you've missed part one, go back and belly up to that bar and give it a listen first. We promise we're gonna save a seat right here for ya. Right, Gina? <laughs> yes, Louise. I hope that your R2-D2 oven <laughs> is going to also be at the bar with us. We're virtual today. We're virtual today, everybody. We are virtual today. We are coming to you from our homes. Yep. So in part one, Alex, you shared your journey a little bit into entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship, where you fit in the industry, a little bit about um, what you're putting in these beautiful cans. Um, so if our listeners miss that, I think it's really important. Give us your uh, elevator pitch one more time. So in case I didn't hear part one, what am I drinking? Avec uh, drinks. We're rethinking the soda mixer category, yep. making it healthier, tastier, and more sustainable. There we go. It is really, really beautiful. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and open up the, the fourth one, the, fir on or the first half. We went through hibiscus and pomegranate, grapefruit and pomelo, and yuzu and lime, and now I'm going in for the big dog. I'm going in for ginger. What do you think, Gina? Yeah, let's get into the ginger. The ginger one is um, particularly lovely. It's got all the floral notes of ginger, right? So when you don't add a ton of sugar to ginger, it's quite spicy, but also has a beautiful floral, um, tropical note to ginger, right? Like, I think that sometimes people forget that these things um, can have other tones to it, right? Ginger's not just spicy or it's not just pickled. It does have like beautiful like, um, you know, aromas to it, which I absolutely love. And this is the actual, the one I picked to make a cocktail. So we could kind of do that early this episode, do you think? Is that okay? All right, Alex, you ready? We're gonna make a drink real quick, so yeah? Fun. Let's do it. All right, all right. Let's talk about it, right? We love, everything loves a mule, a good mule with a ginger cocktail. Well, we have this product by Avec. It's a, a ginger uh, cocktail, and it's non-alcoholic, so you can drink it by itself, or you can add alcohol to it. Clearly, the show's title is Designated Drinker, so we're gonna add a little bit of alcohol to this drink, right? So let's get started. We're gonna make a mule. We are gonna start with our jalapenos that we quick pickled in lime juice and a little bit of salt. And we're gonna put this in the bottom of our um, julep cup, mule cup, whatever you have. Metal is best, obviously, if you have a glass, you use a glass, it's not a big deal. So you're gonna put that in there. If you really like it spicy, take a little bit of your juice, put that in the bottom. If you're feeling crazy, put a lot of the juice in the bottom. That's really up to you. This is when I like to call it, however you're thinking, you can handle it. So we have those two in there, we're gonna take our muddler, and we're just gonna give it a little tap. We're not gonna break up too much of the pepper. We're just making it so that the last of the capsins are released. And you can see that in there, they're not really broken up. They're just kind of pushed apart, right? So I can smell it now, so I might start choking or, you know, whatever, because it's not that spicy. Just kidding. Um, and then we're gonna take our um, tequila. We're gonna do two ounces. And then this one, you're gonna make a decision. Do you like it a little bit sweeter? Do you need a little bit more sweetness? I personally like about a half an ounce of um, simple syrup with each of the cocktails, so we're gonna add that. Um, you do not have to. If you wanna keep it a little bit lighter, go, that's all, all subjective and up to you. So now we're gonna take our crushed ice. Well, I didn't have a crushed ice machine here, so this is a tag bag. Tag bag is a canvas bag that has a tie on it. And then I beat it very gently with a, with a muddler. 
And when I bite gently, I mean like all your aggressions, you just kind of give it a. And then, you know, you get your crushed ice, but many, many more times. So we're gonna take this out and you kind of just roll down the bag, like a pastry bag almost. And you have this beautiful crushed ice. And because I'm only making this for Louise, I'm gonna probably use my hand here. If I was making this in the restaurant, I would probably have this in a beautiful bowl. I would never touch it. And if I was gonna use my hand, I'd use a um, glove. But Louise is gonna be just fine and Alex is gonna love it. So it's extra if I touch it with my fingers. So we're gonna take this and what you're gonna do is you're gonna take this all the way to the top. So one thing about doing a mule is like you really wanna have that extra room of ice. Cause then we're gonna take it and put our mixer on top. So we're gonna open our Vec Ginger and we're gonna pour it across the top. And now you're gonna take that same spoon and you're just gonna kinda pull through the bottom of your drink one more time, just to make sure that everything is incorporated. Don't stir it, don't stir a mule. It makes a huge mess and it doesn't want you to stir it. It just wants to exist. And we're gonna take our lime on the side and you can either put it on the top like that if you like, you can put it on the side, however you wanna do your cocktails, it's up to you. Personally, I like it standing up a bit, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a little sunset version. Put it right dead in the center. And that's it. That's what you have right there. A little spicy Mexican mule. These tiny little cups. It's like working out of a thimble. I feel like Thumbelina. Oh, look at my little thimble. It's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Louise, I hope that you're ready for this because here we go. Cheers. So fun, so easy. You're basically gonna make your jalapeno and salted lime mixture, and then you're gonna add um, your vodka, or you could use, um, you know, you could do an American mule if you wanna use whiskey. Whatever you, whatever mule you're feeling is like your thing. Um, just don't, just don't call it Russian anymore, right? We're just gonna, it's just, <laughs> it's just a mule. So anyway. Um, and you're gonna add your own spice to it. You can make it your own, right? So if you're feeling crazy like my husband, Neil, which he's probably not gonna listen to this episode because he's so annoyed that he's always in the other room, um, you can put a ghost pepper in it and scare the shit out of your friends. I don't know. Um, but you're gonna do it wow. less calories. And you know what? Drinking more than one is not gonna give you that same sugar belly. And you know, it is the summertime and you, people do like to do activities by the water. So this might be nice for sun and the fun. So that's my that's my take on it. And great for hangovers. No sugar, no yeah. hangovers. And that's it, right? Less oh, less hangovers yeah. in the world is great, especially when you get to a certain age like myself. I can't handle those. I can't handle the hangovers anymore. I can't do it. I just uh I just die a little bit each time I can. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say just drinking just the ginger. Um, ginger is not my favorite flavor uh, profile. I'm just about that. I mean, overall in the world. Um, but I really like this. This um, for me. It, this is gonna sound crazy. It reminds me of pumpkin pie. And it's because the pumpkin pie my mother made, she always used ginger in her pumpkin pie. So I think that's that reminiscent, but it, it's not a burn. It's, it's, not, it's really subtle and light. So, um, but you know it's there. It's not like it's absent, um, but it just doesn't like smack you in the face like Gina does to me from time to time. We were, we were, trying, to, <laughs> we're trying to create like, you know, when we put the stories of battery aside, the, we were trying to create a ginger beer, but, you know, this was early on in our journey and we were 
trying to experiment with how do we make something because gingerbread's got an incredibly specific flavor profile right you get hit by an incredible amount of sugar really powerful ginger and they sort of balance each other out and it's super delicious but it's awful for you and so we're like how do we what do we do to fix it so we use pineapple juice so we use lots and lots and lots of ginger oh. um uh and then we use pineapple juice and some molasses um and some allspice to create a kind of similar type flavor profile that's more tropical should be just as punchy or similarly punchy but 80 90 percent less sugar i think this one is because of the pineapple juice this is amazing with with whiskey with rum with with you know some some to make it many many tropical drinks but we are going to do it on the nose ginger beer as well because we're learning more about how we do these drinks as we go so look out for that probably this year. See, the tropical makes sense. I was like, I'm like, it's, I get like tropical notes from this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. I think it's a, um, it's a well-needed addition to that market for sure. Did you try it with tequila? I didn't. We were really hung up on doing the mule. We did try it with whiskey though. Yeah, it's really We tried good. it with, um, with Michter's and Michter's is pretty strong and like held its own, the American. Yeah. I mean, we do everything. We, you know, we're testing through. We go like kind of like you know, we get on a, a um, you know, a, a train of thought, and you just you can't do everything because okay. I'll be like laying on the table. You don't realize which it goes with until you put them together. And Mexican mules and and ones using bourbon, they kind of hug each other. I can't explain it any other way. Did you ever do the so when they what is it called the silver bullet when you mix the two together? You do um, one ounce of whiskey and one ounce of tequila. And then you put the um, ginger beer with it. No, that sounds great. How's that? It, it is. It's really, uh, try it. Because I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's very lovely. And not an Anejo, like a silver, like a silver tequila. So um, the Anejo would make it too sweet. That was going to be my question to you, Gina. When you look at these, when you talk about ginger and he's, he, and Alex mentioned putting tequila in, in with the ginger, I just so happen to have the bottle of tequila sitting here, but it's an Anejo. And I was like, oh, I bet you that wouldn't work because then you go back to that sugar note and that was going to be my I mean, I like, I, when I'm making like, you know, margaritas or something like that, Anejo is a really nice sipping, obviously. But I also don't add yeah. simple syrup to my margaritas. So I'm looking for that, like, flavor profile. If I'm going to use, you know, like, um, a, you know, a secondary liqueur, then, you know, I try to steer clear of... Um, of more more sugar, they're too sweet. I think the margaritas are too sweet. You go to some places and like the margaritas are like, they're so gross. Yeah. I can't. And it's what's crazy to me is, you go to these nice restaurants. I was just in New York this past weekend, and you're in a nice restaurant. You order a drink, and like, holy crap, they still don't pay attention to their drink programs. They don't care. They're like, it's got fresh lime, and I'm like, yeah, and like what, like some gum. Did you put gum with this? I mean, did you pair it nicely with Hubba Bubba? <laughs> Trink is $16 and it tastes like shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, I'll pay $25. Yep. Just don't make the drink like a piece of shit. And don't do it. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying to me. And I just, anyway, it hurts a whole lot. Bartenders also. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Gina. Sorry, Alex, what were you saying? During, during the, like, cocktail revolution that i think you you'll know much more about it than i will but like i think was like centered around new york certainly like in, in america but you drink many many more cocktails than europe does europe europe doesn't europe drinks a lot of mixed drinks like gin and tonics but it doesn't drink many 
cocktails. But a lot of the cocktails, a lot of the bartenders seem to have been like, it was just before people started caring about sugar, I think. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the like tension, you know, which is the, the correct mixture, I think bartenders still want it to be way sugarier than the consumer does. And so I, I, I end up getting in arguments occasionally about take, take my sugar. How out. much sugar is in a yeah. drink? Yeah. Gina, do you think that has to do with like, with the same thing, like when a chef, like they get so accustomed, there's so much salt in their diet or they're smokers and they can't, they lose their ability to fine tune or hone their salt in because they're so used to so much of it or they can no longer feel where the regular average consumer doesn't eat that way. So that's an age thing with chefs. That's not a, that's not a, how much salt they have in their diet. It's age just because your, your palate starts to kick, give, kick back as you get older. So yeah. that's one. Well, unless you're on TV shows and they tell you no matter whatever you fucking put on there, they're like, it's not enough salt. <laughs> I, I, every TV show I've ever done, you should add more salt, Gina. I'm like, I, there's four cups. There's four cups on your plate. <laughs> How is it not enough salt? Anyway. Sorry. So, sorry. Food Network, if you're listening, I definitely want to come back on and I'll put four cups of salt. Thanks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. So I've got two more. Sh- we have two more. Should we do the jalapeno orange, uh, blood orange, or the spicy mango and passion fruit? I would do the blood orange first. But I also like love blood orange, and I think the best blood oranges in the world come from Italy. And yes, I'm biased. But that's where we get ours from. Do you really? Yeah. Oh my god. We Alex, get we, we we use we use blood oranges because they're really the only place you can get properly good blood oranges all the way from Italy and we have calamansi juice in there from the Philippines because actually blood orange whilst it's a delicious flavor doesn't hold up nearly as well as you think it's going to hold up so we had to add calamansi juice in which is much sharper I um, always tell my bartender the best orange juice in the world has a quarter cup of lemon juice Mm. (laughs) it's so true it's so funny. Yeah, but orange juice is a lot flatter than you think it's going to be. That's... Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the sugars. Yeah. Is that why you always say add lemon? Is that why that? It's that a trick, thing? right? It's a natural trick, but it's but just like Alex when he did the ginger, right? He had a pineapple juice to it to sweeten it, but he also got beautiful floral notes from it, so that was pretty cool. I love I loved that. I'm going to steal that, Alex. Please. Hundred percent stealing that. <laughs> Alex, why smoked salt in this? It's really lovely. I like the spice. It doesn't blow your face off. The heat comes in. She sneaks in and gets you in the back. Um, but why, why smoked salt? When we make a product and we don't make it and we don't have the, the normal beverage hacks available to us, so like natural flavor or um, you know, or, or sweeteners, you know, or, and, and other things that beverage companies use, it means that we can't rely on sort of lab created flavor profiles to just, you know, just inject water into and give you product. So what we're doing is kind of like seasoning the product. Does that make sense? We have to like create the right flavor balance for it to stand up to its, to ice and to stand up to, um, mm-hmm. and to stand up, you know, when it, when it gets mixed. So we experimented with a bunch of, with, with salt and with smoked salt and smoked salt just gave it a, a more interesting flavor. Absolutely. It's, it's complex. It's not simple. It's, it's like, hello, I've got all these little things that are going to dance across your tongue. They're really great. I just reading the back. That's why yeah, I, was I like, don't oh, think we make enough of American marketing, particularly as you can tell, I'm not originally from here. American marketing is very on the nose. It's like, this is what this is. Um, 
and we put the you know jalapeno blood oranges on the front of the can but the flavor is made up of a lot many more things and we're, we're kind of experimenting with ways of illustrating that like putting all the ingredients on the front of the can for example but we're not quite sure we haven't figured it out I think it's interesting too, I'm sorry Jen, I think it's really interesting too, especially in your category where it's hidden as to what's inside. I mean, what the hell does natural flavors mean? And here you're being um, more, I mean, forward with what, you're, what to expect. And I think because it is complex, um, for me, the, the curiosity of the brand, of course, that might just be who I am. I love the fact that I know what you're like, what else you're doing. And like Gina's like, well, yeah, you had to do that with the pineapple and, uh, and, you know, against the, you know. And so for me, that for me, it makes it feel more sophisticated and um, mm. wants me to ask why. I was going to say in America, there's either one thing. It's either everything and you know every ingredient or everything's a fucking secret. That's it. So it's either you know it or you don't. You're it's very, right. very black and white. You're so right. We should, we should have, we should have just, we should do. What was it? Dr Pepper's like thirty-seven different flavors or something. We should have done yeah. something like a funny version of that. Yeah. That's, damn it. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the main ingredient of Dr Pepper is? No. Prunes. Is it? Prunes is delicious. Yes, and the reason why they have to disclose that ingredient is because a lot of people have um, allergies to it. Wow. Oh. That's blown my mind. Is that yeah, true? There you go. We need to, we That's need to, true. But so, so if you're, so <laughs> I swear to God, ESA, it's true. if you are allergic to prunes, do not drink Dr Pepper. Uh, plums, prunes, and stone fruit, I believe. It's all the things. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's cool, right? It would not hurt my feelings any. That's not a. That that's a. Do you have Miss? You have Dr Pepper in New York, Gina? Did you I mean, grow up? We didn't drink it. We drank Mr Pips. Yeah, we drank a lot of crap in like New York. New York was different. We also drank YooHoo. Did anybody else in the country drink YooHoo? <laughs> YooHoo is chocolate water. And you <laughs> shook it up and you got it in the delis in New York. And you can still get it in the delis in New York. And you shake it up and it's literally chocolate syrup and water. I'm not kidding. And, and maybe some like fake cream crap because it could be hot or cold. And um, that's what you drank and people loved it. That was probably gum. It's disgusting. This spice, spiced mango and passion fruit is really nice. It smells like natural natural fruit. It's, it doesn't, again, doesn't smell candy. It smells green. This is your most recent that, flavor? This is our newest flavor. It, we, we've taken a lot of the learnings that we've accumulated over the course of our like, lifespan to, to go into this flavor. So it's, it's pretty punchy, right? Like it's, yeah. So it's yes. a little bit, we use mango puree alfonso mango puree the king of mangoes um passion fruit extract <laughs> and passion fruit juice alongside um alongside almond a drop of agave um, and it so it's supposed to be sort of somewhere between a spicy marg and a orgiat and i think it's like the most i mean i'm biased but i think it's the most incredible flavor and it mixes beautifully and it drinks by itself gorgeously over ice out the can straight, I think it's still a little bit spicy, so we're reducing the spice a little bit. Um, yeah, it definitely is. It was spicier than I had anticipated. Um, definitely, this one's hitting me um, some further back, like across the in my tongue. But it's it's um, yeah. That's really weird for you though. to say it's, it's really too spi good. it's really spicy because you literally eat jalapenos. It's just spicier than I expected, is what it was. Is because you know, because because I did the jalapeno and I was like, okay, that got that heat. I kind of understood it, you know. And then and then this one it was just it was just spicier than I had anticipated. It's not like, oh my god, I can't. We do are it. one of the first people. People say we're the first, but I don't think it's like who cares about who's first. But we're certainly one of the most recent people to sort of popularize spicy things in cans. Most people open them up and they go, when you say it's spicy, 
it means it's not spicy at all. Whereas our cans are, pro- are spicy. I mean, I have the jalapeno and the spiced mango, both they are. intentionally spicy. Um, I think that's cool, but you know, it's, depends, depends, I, it's who cool. are, depends who you are. Yeah, I may have saved the, my favorite for last, un, unbeknownst to myself, because I didn't try any of these. Like Gina tries all the product before it comes on the show. She, she's got, you know, she's the expert. I'm just try you know, this one with mezcal. The you, one I, you, that's the only drink you. Have oh yeah. From now on, it's so good. It's so good and it's easy. Um, yeah, love it. I love that you use Alfonso, um, Alfonso mangoes. They're like my favorite. Everyone sees them in the grocery store and they'll be like, oh, those things look like they're they're dead because like, they're yellow and like shriveled, but they're like beautiful and they smell like mango as opposed to the green mangoes with the red. And you're like, oh, these are mangoes. And then they're like not ripe. It's ridiculous. Try, once you get into Alfonso, and they're only available short amount of time a year here in the u.s in the yeah US. here especially so they're very yeah. seasonal yeah. they're very they're a very seasonal product they are the most expensive mango we use them because we want to be using a smaller amount and getting the most amount out of it and they are is easily the best tasting of, of all the mango and when i say i joke king of mangoes they are that's what they're called they're delicious, delicious. I, I would agree with that the delicious i love it i love an alfonso mango you know all right, Gina, um, you yes, know what time it is. I do. I know what time it is. But before I ask my final question, you can catch all the tips, tricks, recipes, all those things at designateddrinker.show. And you can visit us on Instagram for the tips and see my gorgeous face making you a cocktail. And if you think I'm gorgeous, please comment because yeah. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I think you'd be right. And then the other thing, you're right. I didn't do my ho- my uh, housekeeping either. You can go down and scroll through our notes. We're going to make sure you get all of those links that Gina mentioned, as well as how you get Alex's amazing um, beverages if you can't get them off the shelves in your local market. Um, he, you can get them. He'll send them directly to your house. So. With naked yeah, pictures send of Send nudes. <laughs> Give us your number. <laughs> Give us your number. All right, so. Alex, uh, this is how we know if you listen to the show or not. There's always one last question. So I'm going to actually change it up because I was, per- I was perusing the internet, you know, when I can't sleep at night. Uh-oh. And I realized that people have been identifying themselves forever with a spiritual animal that describes themselves. And I recently discovered that people are... They are describing themselves now as plants and identifying with a plant. So, so if you know in this day and age you identify with a Swiss cheese monstera plant because you're a beautiful, <laughs> luscious green and yes, a little bit of holy, so you're not sure if it's true or not. If you can identify yourself <laughs> with one ingredient, whether it's in food or beverage, what would that ingredient be and why? So, but so not a plant. Well, you can be both. Tell me your plant and. <laughs> Your, your ingredient. Oh, goodness. Great, great question. First thing is the best answer. I'm, I'm really lanky and tall, and the only thing I can think of is celery. And yes. I'm, I'm like, you know. <laughs> Tell that, me why. Uh, I'm six foot six and thin, um, and celery's <laughs> a lanky as hell. Um, and I feel some form of like, you know, bromance or, or some form of affinity for celery. They're also almost entirely useless, which that also resonates with me. You know, they take more, they take more, uh, <laughs> more effort to chew, you know, than they give you nutrients. And that, that feels appropriate. <laughs> oh, but celery gives so much flavor to soups and drinks and stuff. So, you know what? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is some sort of like, there are some. Ancillary benefits to an otherwise totally useless thing, and that is me. 
Alex, that is the first on, I don't even know how many seasons we are now on the show, and I absolutely love it, and I'm so glad that I put the plants in there instead. Gorgeous human, Alex. It was so great to meet you. Lovely to be on the show, guys. Thank yes, you so much for having absolutely. me. absolutely. All right, thanks for such um, great conversation. Amazing, amazing beverages. Beautiful and delicious by themselves, and play so well with the spirit. So and thanks. You. Cheers. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.